This is Search Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. We each and every Saturday morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. right here on the voice of the people, the voice of Dallas, Fort Worth, North Texas area. <laughs> Anywhere we reach, we can be a voice for you, and we are a voice for you. So much going on, so much happening. Did y'all get enough rain this week? This was a rainy week. Everybody complaining about the heat. This might be the coolest summer I could, in my memory. I can't remember having a summer this cool. Cooling in the morning and everything. And it's just September now, early September. <coughs> but in August, it was cool. It was a uh, wonderful summer. But I can't remember a summer uh, in a time. At all, summer, winter, fall, spring, whatever you want to talk about. I cannot remember a time that was so, uh, so much going on. Certain <laughs> decisions are going to have to be made. I've never seen an election coming up the way we, we are looking. Black people, we're going to have to make our minds up. We're going to have to make up our minds. Are we going to support, vote for Biden, or we're going to support or vote for Trump? You know, to some people there's no choice. To most people is they don't have a choice then, and that is just. But we need to vote. And those who will vote, who will you vote for? Trump or Biden? I tell you what, they are still shooting us. Some more was shot last night, another murder. And it's just, seemed like an endless thing. It seemed like a, a long, long black snake. It's a, mayor, this is a white snake, yeah. We don't seem, it's just done non-stop. It non, there's, it's non-stop. You can't stop people from wanting to kill others. Can a little crash course on, on training and how to teach people to uh, not be racist. Can that suffice? And then take them and put them on the police force? Put a weapon in their hand? Tell them, you know, you got the law on your side? And we're going to give you a crash course on, you know, working with other people? That can't suffice if they've grown up, been taught all their lives to hate Something, something, something has got to be done right. And what will happen when we move just another step higher? 
I, I see it coming. I really believe it. I, I, I'm positive about it. Black people are going to start owning businesses. We own businesses now. I'm talking about big businesses. Black, black, if blacks is headed in that direction, I, I, can, I can pretty well map wherever we are going. I can map it. I see it years before it's happening. When we really begin to compete on the world market, will that stop this? Or will that escalate this? When we begin to compete with major corporations, begin to compete with major businesses, get so that when you see even a major business, you don't know really who owned that. Might be us. I see it coming. Y'all, I know some of y'all probably can't, but I, I do. I see it coming. We, 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 we're going to advance. We haven't made it yet. We don't even know we're close, but we, we're going to advance. We're going to move forward fast. But what will happen then? Will that sue some of the yields of this country? Or will that bring out more hate? I wonder about that. Will it bring more hatred? What about it? What about it? What about us being controlled of our own destiny? What about us having control and really controlling the lives of the others who we employ, others that we might have say-so, others. We don't team up on one to rule them. That's not our nature. Can you ever be number one in America in a capitalistic society without having the nature of takeover and ruling? Is that the only person that can really run a capitalist society, one who's ready to rule, overtake, overthrow others? What about this? How do we get there and remain there? Will it be so much that we cannot do it because we don't have the nature to be uh, uh, international capitalists? We don't have the nature, the makeup of really doing terrible deeds and doing things like that. That's not our nature. That's not our makeup. Will we get there trying to be fair with everybody can a fair group of people a fair nation of people if we ever rise to the top I want y'all to talk about that I want to hear from you on how can we rise to the top I want to hear about it. I want to hear you discuss something like this. I told people this the other day. We might 
Come to this and buy now your audience won't discuss that. Why not? Why not? What's so hard about that? What's so hard? I, my audience is not that limited. It's not that limited that it won't discuss certain issues. And we 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 really are people that that can discuss most anything, I believe. And when we get to the point, whereas we can't discuss certain items, I can tell you now, we won't make it. Because it's going to take everything and everybody to participate in a capitalistic society that this world we have, it'll take everything and everybody. It'll take you. It'll take all of you. It'll take all of us having to work together to build in a capitalistic society. Number yours to call. 972-647-1893-972-647-1893. All right, who do we have, Jason? We have a call from Beverly. Beverly, all righty. Good morning, Beverly. Good morning, how you doing? I'm fine, how are you? I am fine, too, and fabulous. You know what? Mm-hmm. We, ooh, we, how do I say this where we won't get offended? If we change our lenses, then our perspective will change. And with us being so duped through their religion and their education and everything the oppressor have put on us, it's going to be really hard, Pastor Barnett, because we are pretty much brainwashed. Mm-hmm. We've had this stuff before. It shouldn't be hard. I keep saying I saw when the change came in. Integration didn't help us. It it messed up a lot of us. It didn't help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Well, and what do you think integration did? Uh, it didn't it give us, us the. We had more. We before we got integrated, we was more. Uh, we was respectful in our community. We was we had our own in our communities mm-hmm. and when I saw the drugs come in, I saw them going to the drugs and letting the property and stuff go and you just it, we're our own self enemy. Mm-hmm. Well now we did do business in our community. Yes we did. You know what? But we have a generation that has never seen that. And, and that's why they don't want us with the hospitals. Why do you think I keep focusing, keep putting out there about the hospitals? Yeah. Everywhere over here in South Dallas mm-hmm. was nothing but for us to go. I didn't have to go to Parkland. We didn't know nothing about, I didn't know nothing about no Parkland because they kept us right here with us. Mm-hmm. Right. We had hospitals. We had banks. Everything. <laughs> that we owned and controlled. Yes, we did. And, and but but if you've never that. seen that, uh, it's like it's never happened to you, to uh, young people, and, and then some of the old folks, I guess, who don't remember, uh, it seems like it's impossible it, to, it is to govern ourselves the way we did. 
Yes, we did it. And you know what? Capitalism. We need to teach our children about capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. That's another problem. Mm-hmm. We yeah. just have been missing, miseducated all the way around, and it benefits them and against us. Well, do you remember when they used to teach uh, civics in books? Oh, yes. You remember that? Yes. They stopped teaching civics. Mm. And there are certain the things they used to teach us. Agriculture. You You're right. You Home economics. You remember that word industrial corporative training? That's right. I was in that. Well, see, the thing about it, those were the basics of any society. Exactly. They were. And we were learning those things, yes. but they got slick and said, hey, we got to slow up on this. There you go. Because our generation was pretty, it's, I have to give it to us, we pretty there. Mm-hmm. But what we did was we slowed down and didn't pass it on to our children. And they did. You're absolutely right. I passed it down. I, mm -hmm. I did. It was passed down to me, and I kept passing it down. Yeah. So, but we, it, it was, a lot of us now don't even know it. We, like I say, I can't stress it enough. We've taken on the ways of the oppressor. We thought we had made it. I tell you what you do. Go talk to you uh, to a person that's forty. A forty-year-old, possibly, possibly a forty-five-year-old. Mm -hmm. She's 46. You know what my daughter told me? Well, she she said, Mama, these people didn't teach them what you taught us. No. There's a lot of you out here. Well, it is, but the thing about it, it takes everyone pulling together. But you have to know it to teach it. Yeah. That's another problem. Mm -hmm. Back then when I was coming along, I graduated in 74, South Oak Cliff. Back then when I was coming along, I saw a lot of teenage girls getting pregnant. And I came home one day and I told my mother, I said, how do you, how these young girls having babies, how do a, a young child teach a child? They haven't lived long enough to know how to raise a, to mm -hmm. teach a person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We've lost it. And now we're going, look, this, I got to say this. I have to say this. I see that same picture coming back again because now they're fitting to cut out school. These parents that didn't work without, I mean, didn't get their education. What are you going to teach the children now? Because the the schooling has changed. Yeah. They're not doing that one plus one no more yeah. and all of that. They are, they are these young people today. They are on it. Yeah, well, you, I, you I guess to you're stay right. On it. Mm -hmm. yeah. we, we are lost generation, but people, we better wake up. And I'm, I'm gonna say this about voting. I got to put this out here. Mm -hmm. I have not seen a wall yet. You haven't seen I it. I have seen nothing but destruction the whole time this man has been in this office. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care. He doesn't want to care. He's just there. And I I honestly feel that he does not have America in his best interest at all. Oh, no, he has himself in his best interest. Exactly. <laughs> and all of them up there with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I advise us to get out here and vote blue all across the board and get in here and demand. We don't need to beg anymore. There's too many of us out here now that's wanting this change. We need to demand that whatever they, the system, the Constitution, all of it to be changed where we all are at it as equal as we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So I can take for granted that you're going to vote for Trump. You, no, I'm not. 
You know? No, I'm not. I said across the board. That's why he's still sitting in there. We only had a house. We need the whole house. Go across the board, Democrat people. That's why he's still sitting in there. So the Democrats can count on your vote. Excuse me? The Democrats can count on your vote. You doggone right. I don't want to, but I, I got. we got to do something, y'all. I told y'all he's a wake-up call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got to turn this around. You know what? Since I've been into politics and my mother name was in it, all I ever saw was Republicans come in here and mess up the system. The Democrats have to come back in to straighten it out. And What's the first president you can remember? Huh? What's the first president you can remember? I remember John F. Kennedy. He's the first one? That I can remember. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I go back a little further than you. Yeah, see, you're older yeah. than I am. Yeah. And I was into my books back then. My mama and them was in that stuff. I, when I got started getting older, then that's when I started paying attention. You don't remember Eisenhower? Yes, I do. You certainly don't remember I remember Truman. those names, and yes, I do. Yes, I do. But I remember seeing John F. Kennedy. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you for your call. All right. That cruise line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have? Oh, it's a break time? Right, that was a fast segment there. We'll be right back. All right, we're back, and we're back on the air. And you can call us at 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Jason? This is a call from Keisha. Keisha, all right. Good morning, Keisha. Good morning, Pastor Bernie. I want to say thank you for your program, and thank mm. you for trying to open our eyes uh, thank to you. what's going on. Mm-hmm. I praise God for, uh, for, uh, for everything being relevant in his word. Uh, oh. I wanted to know if you saw... Um, this movie that was supposed to have been in movie theaters last year, but they canceled it. It was called The Banker. The Banker. No, I didn't see that one. Um, uh, you can see it online. Okay. But it's a true story. It has Samuel Jackson in it and um, mm-hmm. another brother. It was excellent. And it was a true story about in Willis, Texas, in the, in the uh, 50s, this brother was a mathematical genius. He mm-hmm. couldn't make it out there in the Houston area, so he went to California, and he started building house, uh, re, re, uh, flipping houses and flipping uh, apartments. Mm-hmm. And he got, and he wound up owning the building that Bank of America was in. Okay, wow! And, uh, and which city was and, this in California? Uh, Los Angeles. Okay, Bank of America. And, uh, he wound up owning the building because they wouldn't give him a loan. He wound up uh, educating a, uh, a young Jewish uh, man mm-hmm. uh, to be the front man mm-hmm. and had them make deals with him, not knowing that there was black people behind them. Yeah. He had to put <laughs> so white skin know, out front. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. if you, uh, I, I want everybody to see that movie because that's history. And I, didn't, I had never heard of it. And I was like, well, where is Willis, Texas? And it's in Houston. They wound up taking them down yet, but the the Fair Housing Act came up out of it. Yeah, Willis, so, um, Texas, there. It's there on 45. I, I see it uh, going to Houston. I seem like it's near Conroe and Huntsville or somewhere down in there. Yes, 
Mm-hmm. By Conroe. And mm-hmm. so uh, if, if anybody sees The Banker, um, it was well done movie, excellent. It, it made me feel like I was in the 50s. But if y'all ever see it, mm-hmm. that one shows you how when uh, people get mad when you rise up. Can you remember uh, the, the 50s? Are you old enough to remember the 50s? I was born in the 70s. Oh, no. I was born in the 70s. But but believe it or not, we had banks. Mm -hmm. Everything you could almost think of, we had. Mm Mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. uh, And it hurts my heart because I realized you had talked to people today and these youngsters. And when I I call a 55-year-old a youngster now compared to what we once had, those of us who are older can remember. Mm -hmm. Whatever I wanted to go somewhere, I go to the store. I'm run down to the closest mom and pop store. We own so many of them. Maybe. We just just think we had we 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 had things. But uh, like my first caller said, uh, she said that uh, integration didn't help us. Uh, it did in a way. It didn't because we walked away from what we had. To assimilate with we others. Covet. Yeah. We covet. We covet other people's stuff instead mm-hmm. of uh, looking and seeing how beautiful God made us. Mm-hmm. And how other people covet us, but we, we want to put each other down. Well, they, they knew how to make us cover them. You know how they made us mm-hmm. cover them? What they would do was create something nice and withhold it from us. If they withhold it, and told us we couldn't have it, guess what we'd do? We'd fight to get it. <laughs> and that's the way, those were the tricks. They played all kind of tricks on us. But that's just the way it's been here. In well, that's America. how it worked with the Negro League, too. So I yeah. understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Pastor. You. I appreciate you. All right. Sure thing. Uh, the Clearson line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Jason? Next, we have David. David? All righty. Good morning, David. How you do, Brother Burnett? Fine. How are you? Oh, I got peace of mind, Brother Burnett. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't change. Mm-hmm. We live in a capitalist system, but it's a caste system. And when you the emancipated slave that integrated into the system, then you lost the business. See, this, this capitalist system, all that. David, you're cutting out. Uh, that's I'm not out, honey. Can you hear me now? Oh uh, yeah, keep talking. I'll, I'll, I'll hear. Okay, this is a caste system, but it's capitalism. But it's a caste. We are carried as the emancipated slaves. So when we integrated into that system, then we lost everything. The Council of Foreign Relations. The trilateral group is the Democrats. Then you got the Bilderbergs, who they buy merchants, commerce from the Bilderbergs. That's the Jews. And it is no black institution, only Spelman College belongs to the Council of Foreign Relations. You are not in these groups. So when you ain't in this group, you cannot do what you want to do. Now, when we were segregated, we had everything that a white man had. He made sure mm-hmm. 
play how to keep it work with our women and go to our clubs and learn right. how to play the blues. You own it. You own it, me, boy. You own it today. Yeah. yeah, and see, see this, see you and I. See, I had to do a book report on Truman, mm-hmm. and so, so, so you and I. I'm seventy five. Oh, yeah. I don't know how old you are. I, I'm 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 72, and Truman is the first president I can remember, I, and it's right, faintly, but I remember the whole Eisenhower administration because the country seemed to stay in recession the whole time Ike, Ike was in there. Yeah, see, Eisenhower, mm-hmm. Eisenhower, we remember Eisenhower real good. Yeah, real good. And he, mm-hmm. he, he was he was one of the first mulatto Nobody knows. Well, now his I grandmother, know. his grandmother was black, so he, what, what could he be other than a mulatto? Yeah. Go to bottom right now, and, well, now, nah, most of those people are dead now. Let me tell you who I his grandmother know. was. He was a black, he, 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 by their own definition, he was a black man. They, I laugh when they say Obama was the first. Like, oh, that's no. A lot. no, 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 no. That's, that's a long way from true. You got Abraham Lincoln, you have Eisenhower. You see, uh, you got, when you go to start shaking the bushes, you'd be surprised what fall out of those bushes. Right. You'd be surprised. But the, right. but the things that I, those history books, those are his stories. That's not real history. Those are his right. stories, yeah. Uh, our, see, our story is not history. Our story is a legend that we have a legacy with. Well, it's mythology. That's, uh, that's, that's mythology. And basically, believe it or not, it's more or less Greek mythology. The, the, uh, the mythology of the Bible. Most of that is Greek-Gentile mythology. Yet we have to understand that. And when we understand what we have been taught through Greek mythology. Yes, There's a book called yeah. Jewish Myths and Legends. So that's a book that everybody that looked like me need to get so you, you would understand what is the myth and legends of the Jews that we now accept. And mm-hmm. it ain't ours. No, no, I should and definitely. See, the Bible tells you about Israel. You still fading out there. Uh, some of your words I can't hear. I don't know. I, say that I say again. Lost, I say we are the lost children of Israel. Right. But we don't know that. No. You know we don't. We don't I, know. I'm, I'm just guessing on what you're saying. I, I think you said we're the lost children of Israel. But. Right, right. Here's what we are. We're not really lost. God knows where we are. <laughs> But our yeah. problem is, we don't know where God is. We're not lost. We see the truth, but can't believe it. That's where we yeah. lost, uh, mentally lost. We're there. We, it's only a few that know this, Brother Barnett. Mm-hmm. One of the great teachers that teach that, but don't know other preachers in, in this city teach that. You and Nash is the only two preachers that I ever heard mm-hmm. teach it. Well, that, that 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 doesn't make me feel good. That yeah, doesn't you make me. That hurts. Yeah. You're the only two preachers that's here. I've been here 35 years, and you're the only two preachers that even know history. Well, if you don't know history, you, know, you, you don't really truly know the Bible. 
You don't right. never. Yeah. I, I never the truth is there. The truth is in there. Our freedom is there. Our liberation is there. But you got to know the book. You just can't go and take somebody else's interpretation. You got to do what that book says that you were supposed to do. And it definitely tell you you weren't supposed to immigrate. That's right. All righty. I thank you for your call. It clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Jason? Got a call from Blackhawk next. All righty. Good morning, Blackhawk. Robert, Dad, do you remember the Black the, the Negro National Anthem? Yes. Lift every Negro voice and sing. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. You bring back men. Just tell me I'm bringing back minutes to me, Dad. Do you remember the little Black Sabbo? Did who? The little Black Sabbo. We grew up with the little Black Sabbo, you know? Yeah, well, I mean... Uh, most uh, a lot of white people used to have little black sambo in their yard. He was yeah, a know, he, he was a water fountain. Yeah. Listen, you know Malcolm X made a speech in Detroit. It's road bad now. Ballot out of bullet. Yeah. So we don't. That's an that's a, that's an old old uh, uh message from uh, Malcolm X, but it it, it it seemed like it was recorded in 2020, but it, that was uh, recorded was. Almost 60 years ago, and it seemed like it, it should have been recorded today. Yes. I want to tell you, we're the only people that vote if we don't get nothing for our vote. If we get press out of public. What do we ask more for? More time, more. And I remember Liberty Bank. Judge Ashford, President of Liberty Bank. Black Bank here in Dallas. Sure did. You, what, what's what the name of that bank? Are. What's the name of that bank today? It's still in existence. No. You know what it is? You, no. Bank of Dallas. Bank of Dallas. The Bank of Dallas. Oh, it used to be over there. What was that? That was Myers. Uh, which? Uh, oh God. And then it I, they I moved over there on Lemon. Yeah. I used to make a common common ground store credit union. You know, pretty good credit union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Fulimata, he's still active in this city. I read all the no crisis magazine where we had so many hospitals, mm-hmm. so many uh, banks, and all like that. And I think, yeah, you're right, man. I would, I would tell you that uh, today, oh, it we your chicken, the brothers from the mosque. Uh, my student will have it on uh, Highwood. A lot of them was the brothers and the police. So we had a, a barbecue, free barbecue, and all like that. Today we eat chicken plate. You said they're going to have barbecue uh, and chicken where today? Yeah, free of charge, free of charge. But that Ledbetter and Sunnyvale. And Ledbetter and Sunnyvale. What is that? Bad area, bad area. Is it at the 7 Eleven or what is it? Ledbetter. Is that there where Hawatha Williams has his office? Oh, okay, go down to Hawatha Williams' office. right down there. It used to be a chicken place. Yeah, right, in that area. Yeah, they have a free barbecue and all that. What time will it open up? So I, I think my my nine, listeners gonna go get them some good barbecue. Or I think about nine nine thirty till five. You know, so I, I'll be down there. You remember, man? I grew up doing segregation. Yeah, I tell the kids about. It. I used to take cotton to tell me to old school. We not gonna take what you took. They told me the bloods and crips. They told me not gonna take what you took. Well, they 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 say these things, but they're taking worse. Because back yeah. then, the bad, police bad the police wasn't shooting us. 
they, 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 uh, I guess maybe I mean, it was because I mean, we knew to stay I mean, in our place, I mean, but. I Well, probably the, the most 
thriving country, the United States and Russia usually win the most. No, 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 no. In the summer. In, in the summer, summer Olympics? United yeah. States and Jamaica. United States and Jamaica win the most summer Olympics, win the, uh, win the most track and field summer Olympics. They are up there. Now, y'all, y'all, you, you go, you said track and field. Now, you, uh, yeah, you field. but you at first yeah. just said uh, Olympics. Summer Olympics. I'm talking about the summer Olympics. I ain't talking about the winter Olympics. You know we don't like this, so I'm talking about the summer Olympics. We'll be riding. You asking Jamaica? United States and uh -huh. Jamaica win the most medals. They always on the medal stand. Why is it if it if it was the fact that we're from Africa? Wouldn't African countries be up there winning all them summer Olympics? Winning all the first, the first and second place and third places? Well, now they 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 win certain ones. See, we are, if you start with middle distance, thousand meters and all that, I'm talking about sprint. Okay, let me answer your question. When you start with middle distances on up, Africa rules. When I'm when I say middle distance, that's 800 meters up. Africa rules. If you come down lower, you're talking about sprints, 400 yeah, meters, sprint. 400 meters down. Okay? Yeah. United States, Jamaica. Oh, wait a minute. There are other countries that are in there. But what, what happened is diet has a lot to do with that. I know drugs also, but diet. Uh, it takes the power in those muscles and different things, and everybody... I mean everybody, trains in the United States now. That's why we uh, in America can't rule the world like we used to because everybody trained right along beside us. Then they go back to their countries and run for their home countries after being trained in, Amer in America where it gives the best training in the world. That's the way it goes. And uh, that's why we can't dominate. If we, if everybody don't only train in their own country, we would still dominate the world. Got it, Ron. Got up against a short break. We'll be right back. You can reach us at 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Jason? We have a call from Dr. Morgan. All righty. Good morning, Dr. Morgan. Well, good morning, Dr. Prep and Barnett. How are you? <laughs> Fine. How are you? I am well. I have to say, in this time of corona, I'm... So happy to say I'm well. How are you? Oh, that's fine, fine. You you haven't dealt with Corona, have you? No, I have not. I um, I am so so grateful. Um, I haven't had an incident in my office or or in my family. So yeah, but you... of course we are very we're very mindful. Yeah, um, about social distancing and. But see, y'all, you, you have to get so, you got to get so close. If you're a doctor, a dentist, or whatever, you've got to get right up on people, and wow. Uh, yes. Uh, we, practiced, uh, we practiced very well um, um, in terms of protecting ourselves. Anyway, ever since the HIV virus, so mm -hmm. we're already set up for protection. But, um, but that's not why I'm here. I'm here... I'm calling today to uh, remind everybody um, and let you guys know that we're still on the campaign for our Legacy of Hope DSW. Mm -hmm. I am not, not giving up, um, and it's, it's been a couple of years 
uh, push here, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I get inquiries all the time, and, and uh, just let people know that I'm still hanging in there. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. That's some great news. That that makes my day. I'm glad to hear <laughs> that we're still rolling, well, I, and they can still yeah, make well. donations uh, to that fund. Now, now, yes, now, um, now even more so is very relevant, um, mm-hmm. considering the fact that our communities uh, are, are, are victims of the most death because of our health. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the stresses. So an interesting thing, right quick, you guys, I saw a docufilm last Sunday about a white woman that was raised as a black woman. She was adopted, and uh, she was raised all of her life mm-hmm. uh, as a black as a black person. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and uh, but her parents, both her parents were white. So mm-hmm. after the film, she was there, and people asked questions and whatnot, and so... Um, I took this opportunity to ask her that because she because she was raised um, in our community in our socioeconomic environment that she suffered the same um, physical uh, ailments that we tend to and she said surprisingly yes she suffers mm-hmm. from diabetes high blood pressure mm-hmm. heart disease mm-hmm. um, so that just kind of confirms it, um, that the stresses of our uh, socioeconomic culture mm-hmm. and our culture um, um, are, are glaringly um, a confirmation that we are oppressed, marginalized and, and, and the stress takes its toll on our bodies. And, mm-hmm. and how, we, how do, and I tie that back in to what we're trying to do in South Dallas at, uh, uh, on Martin Luther King right in the heart of our neighborhood. Uh-huh. The open open this facility uh, it'll be owned and operated by us and mm-hmm. again I want to dr- address those issues specifically well so let me ask you something now environment is more or less what goes on in the community directly in the community sometimes all the way to the home that's where a lot of that stress and the environment has a lot to do with our health uh, but outside pressure, we have outside and inside pressures in our community. Yeah. Because once we go outside of the community, we're definitely going to yeah. feel pressure. Sometimes at home we feel pressure. And one thing we don't like to discuss is a color cast system within our community. Yeah. That's yeah. that 800-pound uh, gorilla we rarely ever talk about. And don't want to discuss, don't like to discuss. How much pressure do you think that that uh, color cast system within our community has a lot to do to do with us? Absolutely. I mean, it, it's a parent and our children. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you have our, our lighter skinned kids and our darker skinned kids, um, you know, they get teased, uh, the, the lighter skinned kids. You know, well, you know the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, it is stressful, um, and oh, I can't even tell you. I had one of my one of my kids, very light skinned, dark, uh, very light skinned black girl, went to an all white school, and um, she turns out that 
she was having a conversation with her mother, um, uh, and her mother had her in this school, you know, because she kind of fit in, having a conversation with her mother, and because uh, she seemed depressed, and the mother asked her what was wrong, and she said, well, she said, I'm not pretty, I'm ugly. This and was the light-skinned girl? Yes, but she went to an all-white school. Well, she's talking about her lips and her nose. Um, you know, but you take that same light skinned girl and put her in a in a black school, and she now she's the pretty one. So and, you know. yeah, I know this. Uh, especially if you grew up was a small child back in the fifties, early fifties, when I was a small child growing up in school. <laughs> uh, the teachers. Even our black teachers had their pets. It's usually the little light-skinned girl in the class. And mm-hmm. uh, that she would usually end up being the teacher's pets. And uh, they got, she got the best of everything, best treatment and everything. Wasn't nearly the smartest in the class, but was treated better than mm-hmm. other children. Now, these are things we don't like to discuss, but it's there. It's alive and it's prevalent in our society. I remember when most doctors, black doctors, I remember most of them used to look like white men. That's true. You're so right. Because they were the only one that was going to go to, what, Mahari and others, uh, schools and everything that would be accepted. Uh, see, we have so much that we have, we try to ignore, but we have, we got to deal with everything. We can't allow them to hold us back, but they're sure, they, they, they're sure prevalent. It's prevalent. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we, we have a lot of work to do internally, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know... People, the thing that, that, that I'd like to stress today is, you know, in, in the midst of all of this, all, all of this, the racism and all of this, and people are sitting, we're sitting here, we're watching this stuff on TV, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and you know, we, we question whether our vote has any power. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I put this to you when you say, you ask yourself, what can I do? Is, is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Is there space? Is there, are there openings in the forest? The, the the push to get this hospital open is 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 something that we can all do. It's That's right. It it, it, it it can be done, and if we really put our nose to the ground, it could be easily done. If we really go get this community to commit itself that we're going to do this, had we had the same role models that we had back in the sixties and fifties and on back, remember. I have a niece yeah. that was born in that hospital. She was yeah. born in, I think, about 74, if I remember right. 73, 74. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. was born in that hospital. That was a full-fledged hospital. And We've if they could do it in 74, we can't do it in 2020? My. We've got to help ourselves. And I tell you, this, it's got, it must be a pretty, it must be, you know, a pretty big project because... I get blocked along the way mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and the, 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 um, the vision that I have, I've noticed that people have taken pieces of that 
mm-hmm. and um, realize it in, in other areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a big it's a big project, but I mean, here's a lady that stuck eight one dollar bills in my pocket when I was at work last week. Mm-hmm. She could put this on the project. I mean, if isn't that wonderful? If, if yeah, if 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 a, if a thousand people Lord did that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could go to the bank and, and even if it was in change, I could see myself going in the bank and, and these bags full of change yeah. that total a couple hundred thousand, by, put it on the desk and yeah. say, yeah, give me the rest of it. I need the rest of this money. Do it by <laughs> any know? means necessary. <laughs> yeah. We can, we can really do this. This is something that we can do. That's right. You know, we... It, it, it really, <laughs> if they did this, 50 years ago, uh-huh. 60, 70 years ago. Why is it we can't do it in 2020? It ought to be easy for us because we make more money now than we've ever made. We have opportunities. We think we've got more opportunities than we ever have. But one thing I find out, we run into now into more resistance. Sure, it's there. But we have more power to work against that resistance that it's running against. Yes. I don't I, I don't I don't understand why this hasn't taken off. Um, is it the marketing tools or if there's anybody out there that can, can If anybody that can tell us, please call in. And, yeah. And give us some pointers. All right. This is an easy one. All right. Thank you for your time. Uh-huh. And uh, good morning America. Good morning Black America. Good morning America. Thank you. Good morning Dr. Morgan. All right, that clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do you have, Jason? Our next call comes from Ahmad. Ahmad, all righty. Good morning, Ahmad. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. Yes, sir. How are you this morning? I'm doing quite well. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm doing fine. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I just have two things I wanted to bring up to your listeners. Uh... So I'm with the Small Business Administration. I'm the public information officer in Dallas, and I just want to let your listeners know that we are still helping businesses who were affected by the coronavirus uh, mm-hmm. receive loans uh, that are 3.75 percent for profits and 2.75 percent for nonprofits. So we're also assisting those nonprofits, and for the first time in the history of our agency, we are helping uh, faith-based institutions which include houses of worship and churches so they are able for the first time in the history of our agency to take advantage of those uh, disaster programs as well and the second thing is with all these applications that we're receiving nationally from small businesses that are suffering we're going to need the manpower to help with the processing so we're looking to hire about 7,000 people uh, nationally to help with the processing of these loans and the great thing about these jobs, Reverend Barnett, is they are able to telework, which means they can work from home. Uh, so you're oh, is that right? Yes, sir. They're looking for employment. Mm-hmm. They recently graduated from college. They're retired, and they're looking to go back into the workforce. These are really great temporary jobs with the federal government that do offer benefits. Okay, could you give out a number, a, a website, and different things? Sure. I'm, I'm sure there are those who would love to have a job. Uh, gainful employment working at home. Absolutely. Uh, so they can go to sba.gov and you will see a tab for disaster response jobs and that'll give you a list of all the Say, say that again. I missed it. I was, yes, sir. So uh, sba.gov 
www.sba.gov. You will see a tab for disaster response jobs. Uh, and it would give you a listing of all the positions that are available uh, for this whole disaster response. Jason, did you get that down? All right. Uh, Good. Because this is something that everybody can be a part of. This is not just a job. This is, uh, to me, could be a great opportunity for our people to help one another and, and for us to work in mass. And uh, it 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 should pay off in mass. It should absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, and these college students that just graduated are looking for opportunities. You know, what better way to build your resume to say that you worked for the federal government? And That's right. That's right. Of uh, the economic uh, issues that we have experienced with small businesses through this whole issue, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really good opportunity. And they're also on usajobs.gov, or they could call the Dallas District Office of SBA, 817-684-5500, and we could provide them information on uh, how to apply for those positions. Okay. we definitely, definitely. This, this is fantastic. I, I'm glad. To, wow. More than happy. Whenever you want to uh, get this out, just call. We'll put yes, it out. We'll put, we'll put it out for you. All right. Yeah, okay. You. Thank you. All right. That clears the line. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. We're up against a short break. We'll be right back. All right, we're back and ready for our number two of Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. I'm also Senior Pastor of Heavenly Joy Church. we to- on tomorrow morning, 9.30, on Facebook, Marion Barnett Senior, just called. And be in service with us tomorrow morning. 9.30, 9.30 tomorrow morning. To the person who called and asked Jason, did I know anything about it with the Lynch letter? Yes, I do. Yes, uh huh. The answer is yes. All right, but I, you can reach me. 972-647-1893. righty. Who do we have on the line, Jason? Got a call from Reverend Carter. All right. Good morning, Reverend Carter. Hi. Good morning. How are you doing, Doc? Fine. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. I hear you. I hear you, man. Yes, uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, you got a question? We just sat at the street. We'll be all right. Huh? We just sat at the street. We'll be all right. And we get back to change. But then we get to see. We worry about the seeds. Everybody got this bonus, you know. And uh, get him out the seeds. Because I'm ready to go back to town. Yeah. Uh-huh. I got you. All right. Yeah. Okay. Lord bless yes, you. Sir. Yeah. All right. Lord bless you. Uh-huh. All yeah. right. Yeah. All right. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do you have, Jason? Got a call from Red Ghost. Good morning, Red Ghost. Uh, good morning. How are you? 
Right. I'm doing fine, sir. Mm-hmm. I got a lot to talk about, a lot to ask, but I'm, I've been checking out your show and everything, and, and you're coming down to the end of the show and everything at the end of the show on your, at the very end. And uh, everything that you've been talking about during the part of your show, which this is your this is your show, and your show is great, excellent. Mm, stuff. Thank but you. I've been tuning in thank you. on the last part of it, and it's like it, it, it goes enough, it goes away at the at the commentating of uh, you. We have Mrs. Arnold, Councilwoman Woman, on on the end of the line mm-hmm. that's, that's finishing off your show, which is it's fine. It's your business, mm-hmm. but it seems like it. it, it it takes away on everything that uh, you're talking about within the two hours of, of uh, your program. And I was just wondering, I mean, I, I worked the KNON, volunteered the KNON to, 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 to build and help to, for the voice of the people. And I was just wondering if there is any kind of way that when she's doing a, a, a presentation and stuff like that, she lets you come in and speak and finish her program off and stuff like that. You need to be, I ain't going to say what you need to be, but we kind of like to need you to open and close your, your, your beautiful show that you have. And well, now, here, to- let me explain what it's all about. It's all about uh, the coronavirus, uh, Corona-19. It's all about this virus. Every show has to go off 10 minutes before it's, yes, it's normally scheduled to end to clean up uh, behind themselves, and then that it'll be clean for the next uh, show coming on. So, yes, I, in other words, I have to get out of the studio. Okay, I, and, I understand. I understand. And so, yes, what you're hearing with uh, Miss Arnold, Councilwoman Arnold, is a recording. Yes. Yeah, yes. you're hearing a recording, and, and the studio is really empty. Only one here would probably be the producers would be yes, here. But uh, yes, well, I I understand. I I don't. I I'm not bringing anything. She can. She can. I mean, she can do that at, at the twenty before the, the the forty or whatever. But it's just it's like ten minutes time. before before yeah, yeah, sign off. She can put the re- yeah. She can put the recording. You can do the recording at any time. But it's just like Gene Lance when he come in with Workers Beat. He gives you he gives you the subject of him and and Bonnie and ends it out. There's nothing wrong with her saying it at the 20 of the recording or whatever. It's beautiful. But it seems like it's just don't, you're, you're bottle capping on, on your program when you open it and you're not closing it. You can do a 10-minute remark, a, a, a podcast of something of your shows and stuff like that, and she can still be on your program giving that information. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just a, it, it just, it, it has a little funny feeling when I'm hearing you talk about all the things, the good things that you're talking about. And then this podcast come on and talk about the coronavirus or whatever. And she can do that in the 20th, whatever. I'm just I'm just a monitor of the radio. I've been doing it for a long time. And, mm-hmm. and, and you're a beautiful show. Your show is beautiful. But if you can do your podcast, like you got, you had Miss Beverly on there talking about 74. You have to talk about the education. If, if that could be done at the end of your 10 minutes and stuff, Jason is great. He can podcast that. Miss Arnold can be on, on the 20 anywhere, after the 20, after the 40, anywhere. But it's just closing of your show. It doesn't. It doesn't just feel like Reverend Burnett. And I understand the coronavirus. Well, well, see, I have no control over the end of my show. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's well, that, that that's all I wanted to know right there. And and I can still listen to your program, and I'm going to enjoy your program on that. Well, I'll just end. I'll start ending. Uh, even going into. Uh, 
10 minutes to 9. I'll start ending it differently. And, and Thank you for... Process. See, that's, that's yes, constructive sir. criticism. Yes, sir. That's, yes, cons- that's constructive criticism. Yes, sir. Ending uh, and opening, sir, is beautiful. Ending and opening your show for the last 30 years is beautiful. And, and she can go in there 10 minutes to the 20, to the 40, and there's nothing wrong with her doing what she's doing. She's delivering the information to the community and stuff like that. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to open it in. She, she, do, right. she do a great job. She's doing a great she does, job. She does a great right. job, yes, sir. Uh-huh. But you need to open it in. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right, that clears the line, 972-647-1893. Let me uh, look at this uh, criticism, and uh, that's constructive. I I, I uh, accept it. I like it. I, you know, I accept it. Maybe I need to end my show, my show uh, differently. Then I just basically sign off. I usually we are in a rush trying to get people in, and uh, it, some things just you know some things. It was like last week. Maybe I can switch and go in another direction today. Ask you, when will it end? The death of black people at the hands of people that's supposed to be protecting us. This is one of these things. There are several things I need to uh, talk about. I, I am watching the vanishing or the vanquishing of black males in leadership roles in our society. Where are we going? What's happening with black males? Most of the leadership positions now in our community is really being held, believe it or not, by black females. What's happening with the black male? Anybody know? I'm going to go in a different direction. What's happening with the black male? Why isn't it that both male and female? I'm not criticizing black females. Oh, don't ever think I'm criticizing you. Oh, no. But just what's happening with the black male? Maybe I see something that y'all don't see. I want to know. I want to know what. What was your opinion? Maybe you don't see it. Maybe you don't see it that way. But I observe things very closely, and I'm wondering what is what is happening with the black male. Where is the black male vanishing? What's going on with us, brothers? And I'm I'm basically talking to you younger brothers. What's going on, brothers? Are y'all not getting it together? Are you not going to compete on the national world market? What's happening with black males? All right, Jason, who do we have? 
This is uh, Reverend Wright. Okay. Good morning, Preacher. Good morning, Pastor. I just want to know that you get a chance to review the police office reform that we presented to the city this week. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Okay. They're doing it in Los Angeles, uh, in New York, and Rochester. The mayor is going to call me back, of course, where they choked the young black man to death. Did you get a chance to see that? Yeah, I saw that. Man, you're pulling up some, some stuff that we're going to have to get more airtime to this because this uh, committee that you're heading, this panel, is doing, is doing some marvelous work. See, and, and a lot of people don't know how many people really working in our community that's doing things that's really great in our community. And we're going to have to expose that, okay? Yes, sir, because we just want to try to get that done and just quickly answer your question, Pastor. You know, we're reaping what we sow. Uh, you know, many years ago, they've always said the white man and the black woman have always had a debate in this country, and that's my design. Mm-hmm. And uh, to prove that it's got to be true, why didn't they get a white woman for a vice president? And why have we never had a white woman as a police chief or a sheriff? It's always been the black woman because that you know that old divided culture tactic, and it still applies today. Right. You, you, do you see that? Is that what's happening to the black male? Yeah, you know what, Pastor? Because we don't. A lot of these young people you talking about, I guarantee you, half of them know who they daddy is. Wow. You know, it takes a man to teach a boy how to be a man. A woman can raise a boy, but it takes a man to teach a boy how to be a man, not a woman. <sighs> wow. And in, and in most cases, these women are in, in, in the. You be from your chief of police. I mean, we got women that the head of the sheriff department. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we got black women in all these positions, but that's all by design, Pastor. You know, because if they know we're going to be the head, we're going to take off. Is it true there's an old saying that black mothers raise their daughters and love their sons? That's true. <laughs> and they treat their and sons that's, like And that's children. detrimental, too. That's detrimental. They raise, mm-hmm. And they raise them past like that is friends instead of their sons. Lord, that I preacher, let me put that out. Y'all read my said just now. <laughs> well, we're going to get together, Pat. We know what the, all right. We're going to go national with the ordinance. And okay. we contacted Sharpton and all of them. Okay. We're not going national, but we're going to start right here in Texas because this is where all that police killing black people started in the first place. That's right. right. That's right. And You're so, so right. Just let me know what that we can get on there and we can talk about it. But we're going national with it now. Okay. And I just want to thank you. Great, great, great. Hey, cousin, I know. God bless you. Uh huh. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three is the number to call. Who do we have, Jason? Let's go to Faye. Alrighty. Good morning, Faye. How you doing, uh, Reverend? How you doing this morning? Fine. You doing all right? Yes, sir. Doing great. Doing great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that the problem with the African American male is, is in the last thirty years, if you notice, they've criminalized. Uh, and then with all the uh, changes in the criminal justice system, mm-hmm. a lot of our black males have fallen prey to the criminal justice system. So my mm-hmm. nephew told me that yeah. over half of his classmates, he graduated in early 2000, had either been in jail or on probation or some type of paperwork from the state. 
And uh, and I you know I I agree with that young man a minute ago that says that women are contributing to this because we we are raising the daughters, but the sons would you know basically make the sons uh, I say a surrogate husband. But the, the other part of that is the men have to be a part of the life, and I think that's if you look at the Hispanic family, whether they have a stepfather or a father, there's a father or man in the household teaching that young man how to be a man. What, what about uncles and cousins and all that? You used to have well, that. I'm, I'm a school teacher, and I try to get the men involved in trying to nurture and you know mentor, and it's just difficult. You know what? You, you, know, you brought up something just then. You brought up something, really. Now, you, you say you're a school teacher? And yes, sir. Here's something yes, we've once had. In our community, when the schools were segregated, openly segregated, uh, the, uh, you know who used to be fathers to uh, a lot of black boys who didn't have fathers then? The teachers and the coaches. The, the principal, the, 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 the male teachers, and the coaches, they were right. fa- they were father figures. They were good, positive father figures. But once we integrated, most of those people lost their jobs, and most of them, <coughs> excuse me, uh, uh, are no longer visible in the lives of young black men. That that's one of the things that integration really hurt us. It really did. The the the, the head football coach or the athletic director usually was a man. Uh, he had a male teacher. One thing male teachers used to teach most of them taught seemed like was math. They taught that. Then the principal, many cases, were men. Uh, we're going to have to do something with this. We're going to do uh, What male standout do we, what, what city you, what, what, what district do you teach in? I teach in Dallas. Who's a big strong, who's a, a black strong male figure in the Dallas Independent School District? <laughs> uh, I really, I really don't know any because, like I tell you, when you know, we think about racism and policing, we think about racism in the workplace. So, how many, you know, uh, African Americans are being placed in positions or they changing the rules? You know, it used to be to be a principal, you had to have a master's degree, you had to go to the master's training program. They taking all that stuff out. They say, oh, now you can just go through this program. You ain't got to have a master's. And we'll make you a principal. And that's a, that's a way all these... I'm getting other folk in who don't have that master's and have not obtained that. They can move a black male, a black person out, and put somebody else in, right? Right. They can put people that haven't gone and gotten the education, that haven't had the certification that they need to go through this little program and make them a principal. You know, we... You know, I think Dallas just rolled out this uh, racial uh, equity program. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, they you know, talked about, you know, they, we've been doing training on that, talked about we need to be you know, more aware of, of awareness and stuff about race. And, you know, the conversation came up among the staff. You're not even aware of the racial equity within your own building. How do you have 90%, like at the school I teach at, 90% minority, and you have, you don't have black assistant principals, you don't have Hispanic assistant principals. So the kids never see, never see uh, people that look like them. And then you tell us, you know, then there are people that are qualified and you overlook them. And you don't think that that's an issue. You can't oh yes, that's a, believe me. I know that's an issue. I, I, I'm up against a short break now, but I thank you for your call. All righty, we'll be right you. back. Church Information and Open Forum. Alrighty. And you can reach me 972-647-1893. Who do we have on the line? Up next is Ike. Ike? Good morning, Ike. Good morning, Ram Barnett. How you doing? Fine. You doing alright this morning? Doing great, Ram Barnett. Uh, I, I think, you know, uh, when you started your show, you, yeah. you first out, we were talking about the division and how we won't work together and things, but now Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I watch it how we always seem to go for the open dope. And uh, when it comes down to black people, I'm talking about black people, mm-hmm. we seem to always get duped and start turning over each other. You know, uh, somebody's doing something great in the community, whether it's a man or a woman, and we get caught up into that war on six. You know, the man needs to. That's what happens. I Trump got in office. Somebody called us, called this show and uh, trying to quote Bible scriptures when he said that the man ought to lead and not the woman. Now, you got a man leading and leading us, uh, as you would always take, uh, like America's going to hell in a handbag because we got a racist white president that's leading this country. And we're going to the same thing now. We got Kamala Harris black woman, part black or whatever, and we argue about how, how black is she or whatever, but my thing right now is if my house is on fire and my kids and I am in this house, I don't care who you are when you get here, just get us out of here. I don't want to go out there and ask the fire department for, uh, I don't want to do no background check, I don't want to see no ID or anything. And I think we just do, because when I look at what goes on, especially here in the city of Dallas, when it comes down to leadership, you know, we got a mayor that attacked Carolyn Arnold openly uh, on television, in, in the heart seat. He attacked her. He mutes her, silenced her voice, because he's speaking up not for black women, but for black people. And he got it called in uh, earlier talking about uh, the way you open and close your show. It was a great idea to have that information put on the end of your show. It's nothing but information. She's not politicking. She's not talking about what she's doing. She's talking about city. It's like a report from the city. 
And I think it's a great idea. I know you say mm-hmm. corrective criticism. Well, my corrective criticism is uh, I think she's doing a wonderful job, and I know they can say, well, you saying that because you have her on the show all the time. I try to have other city council members, black men, that refuse to come on the show, but they like to call in and you know, throw in curveballs and run back behind the dugout. But when people stand out there and stand up there and meet the public, I, I appreciate that. Now, Harriet Tutman, nobody criticized her for leading us out of slavery. So many people to free. Oh, yeah, they did. Nobody said it. <laughs> it should have been a black man. She said she could have saved man. many more had they knew they were slaves. Right. Mm-hmm. He said they didn't know they were slaves. Mm-hmm. They want to do what the white man they do. And uh, I read an article in the paper a few years ago talking about black men in politics, why mm-hmm. they don't run for office. Because mm-hmm. when you put on those boots, you become a target. They are shooting at you, and so many people can't take the heat. They get up there before the public, and especially in this uh, environment we're in with these Republicans, they go through everything. They go through your mama background, your daddy background, your children background before they ever get to you. So we have to learn how not to turn on each other based on our sex, you know, whether you're a male or female, and start trying to uphold and, 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 and keep up each other, encourage and push each other through if we don't make it. Because at the end of the day, we got to come out, as you would say, as a nation. Mm-hmm. A nation, God is in the nation building. He's not into, you know, just building the men or the women, you know. I know that men in the Bible live, but there were women in the Bible that live also. So when I hear people, when I when I criticize now a police officer, throw my wife or my daughter to the ground and handcuff them, I'm enraged. But if another black man throw our black politicians as women to the ground, we got to have the same in rate. So I rest my case. Thank you. All right. Thank thing. you for your call and coming. That line, 972-647-1893. And uh, we are just looking at the situation. What's happening with the African-American male, the black male? Are, are we uh, ready? What's going on? We have been leaders for years. And now is the time for our younger brothers to step up. All right, who do you have next, Jason? This is a call from Kevin. All righty. Good morning, Kevin. Hello, how are you doing this morning? Fine, how are you? Oh, not bad, great subject. Good stuff. Yeah, I just got my Starbucks. Uh, That says it was a good show. She she likes it this morning. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, systematically it's been done. Since the Civil Rights Movement, a lot of changes have taken place. Mm-hmm. And it's purposely that black man has been taken out of the household purpose. Educationally wise, mm-hmm. and you remember, and you know, I'm in my 60s, you had uh, trade classes in high school, auto mechanic, wood shop, That's all right. of those things where yeah. you didn't necessarily have to go out and go and get a, a college degree to have skill. You're right. All of those things have been taken out and they've been put into the private industry's hands where you have to pay tens of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to get those, to get that, uh, to get those type of skills. 
Yeah, we we used to get those. Uh, do you know workshop, or wood shop, uh, uh -huh. auto mechanics, uh, uh, even air, aircraft mechanics? Uh, there were things that we got just in public education that you could make a living after you finish high school. That's right. Nowadays, That's right. you got to almost go and and get a get a college degree if you want to get certain levels almost of uh, uh, education to do that. Or, or go to some type of trade school mm -hmm. where you're paying tens of thousands of dollars and then once you graduate, yeah. then you have all of that debt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you you graduate and 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 take years just to get out of uh, debt or paying to, to tuition to the school you've gone to. You know you've yeah. gone to. Yes, uh -huh. that's that's one thing. Another thing that they did. Uh, I'm from East St. Louis. I lived in Dallas for many many years, and I I met you while I was there. Mm -hmm. And one of the things there's a, a, a documentary called The Pruitt I Go Myth. Um, mm -hmm. And I won't get into what Pruitt I is a housing project in St. Louis where the Sphinx Boys come out of. But anyway, one of the things that they show within that documentary is how the government purposely came in once they began to take these jobs and move these jobs to China and all these other places. Mm -hmm. uh, they came in and they began to. Uh, and, and a lot of the men lost their job. So what mm -hmm. they did is they came in and they gave the female welfare as long as there was not a male figure in the household. So yeah. Now, those, those, those particular uh, government houses, what street were they on in St. Louis? Uh, it was on Cass. Yeah, I know. That was over on Cass. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm very familiar with St. Louis. And uh -huh. I, I, I go over, every time I go to St. Louis, I usually drive across the bridge over into East St. Louis, which right. is a story. You can well, tell I that city probably had, once had, what, about 40,000, 50,000 people in it? About uh, 70,000 people. I know, it's a good sized city. You go, uh -huh. but, but it's blown out. It, it yeah, looks it's, like it's, Gary, Indiana. They, yeah, it's, they it's, both look alike. Systematically. Uh -huh. Systematically done. But anyway, let me get back because I don't want to take too much time, but I do want to make that point. Mm -hmm. Now, once they did that and they ran a man out of the household, mm -hmm. they systematically broke up the black family. Right. And once that was done, you know, they pumped drugs into the community. Right. And, and, and they so you had a lot of young a lot of boys that came up separated from their fathers, mm -hmm. and then they be, they began to make it more accessible for black women mm -hmm. to go to college and get a higher, uh, higher degree now. And so that's what you've got now. With that being said, what we need to do is that there's no excuse why you, you, you don't reach out to your children. And those of us that's older, we're going to have to sit down and talk to some of these young brothers mm -hmm. and the sisters who have young males. You have to make sure that you give them the same rules of studying and doing so forth like you do your 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 daughters. Mm -hmm. You can't allow him to get away with anything. You have to be hard on that boy. Oh, Lord, yes. Mm -hmm. Because he has to be a man. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, you babying him. 
and causing him to be yeah. uh, 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 feminine or sissy, I'm just going to be straight up. But yeah. sissy, that's not going to work. So, you know, the, the women are doing a, a good job in terms of raising their children, their girls. But as Dr. Jawanza Kanjufu say, they, uh, they, they love their boys and they raise their daughters. That's right. So what we have to do on both sides, we, we cannot raise be bickering between one another. You mm-hmm. know, these, these, these young girls and these young mothers, they have to go out here. They got to be hard on these boys. Mm-hmm. You got to kick them in their behind and you got to get them young. Mm-hmm. So that you can put a little fear in them, make you think, make them think you're crazy. So that when they get older and they know that they're stronger than you, and they can physically. Let, let me ask you, how old are you? How old am I? Uh huh. Sixty-six. I'll be sixty-seven. Today. Yeah, I figured you was that. Getting close uh-huh. to my generation. You were right. Oh yeah, that. I'm from your generation. Uh, yeah, and oh, yeah. Uh, because <laughs> I, I I was very hard on my sons. Oh yes, I because I knew what kind of world they were going to face. Uh, right. A lot of women don't even have a clue to what we males, black males, have to face in life. It, and there's always been a hard road for us to hold, and uh, it's just a lot of things you got. You just you don't raise the boy and the girl the same. No, no. Do you definitely and don't. so mm-hmm. let me just close out with this and just for all the young ladies who's out there you know you have to be hard on these boys yeah you cannot give them a break mm-hmm. you know you have to be just as firm and stern with them mm-hmm. as you are your daughters and more so because you want him to be a man to be your protector and also to be a protector of the community yeah. And if he has to put his life on the line, it's best for him to go out being a man than to go out being a sister. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave with that. He had to be protector and provider. Yes. Mm-hmm. There you go. All righty. Thank you. Thank you very much. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Jason? Let's go to Curtis. All righty. Good morning, Curtis. Good morning, Pastor Burnett. How are you? How are you? Well, I'm fine. I'm great. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. Great show. I know you're almost at the end, so I'm trying to be brief. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to kind of touch on the subject you said, uh, when will it stop with black men getting shot? Mm-hmm. I don't really have the answer for that, but I'm kind of perplexed. And, with, you know, I've been thinking about this for a while now. I don't understand why is that, you know, we talk about separation, but we don't want to separate. And we, we talk about inclusion, but yet we don't want to go with what goes with inclusion. So we have a lot of Africans here. We have a lot of Asians here. We have a lot of ethnicities. A lot of people come from different countries, but yet they're not treated like we're treated. And and, and I want to look at the separation part. You know, we want to we want to um, attach ourselves as to the word African but we're not actually from Africa, but we're descendants of Africans. But we yet are American. We're born in America. I have a problem with that separation because I think in the Constitution we're all supposed to just be Americans. But yet we want to separate. 
I heard presidents talk about it. I've done a lot for the African-American community. Why are we doing that? Why, why are we allowing presidents or people that want to be presidents to single us out as if we, we're, we're, we're something different, like we're something special or we're something that's lower class? Why aren't we just American? You know, if we're born here, and even if you come in and get your citizenship, you should be considered as an American. And not, not from somewhere else or something else or whatever. We're just American. So I want to be treated as an American, not a black American, not an Asian American, not an African American. I just want to be an American. And, and even when our children go before these judges or whatever, they don't look at them as, as, as Americans. They look at them as a black man, as an African, as a, all of, and I think that's kind of where the problem starts. The problem is, is in the Constitution. I don't think that we're honoring the Constitution as a document that, um, that that's for all the people. It seems like, you know, and, and it's easy for, and I hear everybody call in, they want to cry about Trump this, Trump that, but Obama did it, oh, Biden, and Biden does it. All of them do it. They want to single out the African American as if there's no other other people in the world, but white people and African people. And, and I think that's... Curtis, that's well, well, let me ask you something. When the Constitution was written, what was those black people considered? They were property. They were, like, yeah, are we right? Like a cow or, or yeah, a horse? Like property. You, you wasn't even considered a human being in the uh, con Constitution. We were only considered three-fifths human. We have to understand that even today, when most white men will talk to you, he's talking to you, looking down at you, maybe not even with his eyes, but in, in his mind, he's looking down at you. Could be shorter than you, but he's still looking down at you because he does not consider you as intelligent, influential, or the quite the man that he is. Now that's just honest to God's truth. Until we get to the point that we are men, just like him, or even might have to believe we're superior in order to feel better. Whatever it takes, we need that mentality. American CPO Africa Canoes, uh, named Africa, he and his brother, uh, he knows that we are the oldest people on earth. Everyone is descendants of us. We don't have that knowledge of ourselves and knowing full well that everybody came from us. If we had self-knowledge of self-history, then we would not have self-hatred in us. We don't like the word African. We don't like the word black. We don't like any. We've been taught to dislike ourselves because we don't realize those basic words. The first name of Africa... Was he was eaten? Would we would like to be eaten, Americans? You know, just things like this. If we knew, it would change our whole psychic about who we really are. I'm up against a short break. I'll be right back.
All right, we are back. We only have six minutes left. And, uh, yeah, you can get us, 972-607-1893. All right, who? who? This is Sydney. Sydney, all right. Good morning, Sydney. Yes, Reverend Barnett. Yes, sir. Uh, that, I was thinking about what you just said and stuff on the, before you went to the break. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people have, uh, they, they call you old thing. I've been called an old thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Call me what? Old thing. Old thing. Is the, is yeah. that what you're saying? Old thing. So if we don't if we don't like that, that's what they're gonna call. But I really what I call call for is the mixing of the race. They think that's gonna gonna stop this. What no. is gonna do? You said a mixing of the race. Yeah. Well, no, there's not but one race, and that's the human race. Here's the here's the problem. They don't look at it like that. You know they don't look at it like that. I know that. they don't. But here's the problem. Uh we the white people aren't educated in America. Black people aren't educated. America needs to be educated, both black and white. And uh there are myths that certain groups are educated and they're not. They're not. When we look at the whole entire yeah, country. That, we, we, but, yeah. But here's what we need to do. We need to get enough education to undergird ourselves that we can stand and be women, men, anything we want to be and not be talked down to and treated. Well, and not be treated as if we are second class beings. We're human beings that can be, uh, we are as strong, our strongest people on the face of the earth. Until we learn these these amenities that God has well, given us. God given they amenities. Guns, they, they put us in prison and take our guns from us then well. They put us in prison and take our guns. Yeah, you know, you ain't supposed to have a weapon if you got a gun. Well, but there are a lot of black people that don't have felonies that can get weapons. There there are a lot of things. See, we need to stop looking at what we can't do and look at some of the things that we can do. Look at everything that we can do. There's there's a a way of protecting yourself and being self-sufficient. See, when you're not self-sufficient, when you got to depend on someone else to uh, feed you, to clothe you, uh, to house you, when when we when you don't do anything for yourself, that's independent from anybody else, you're in this position. This is what we have to work toward. This is where we have to be: self-sufficient people. Self-sufficient. We feed clothes. House, I shelter ourselves and don't have to look to anybody else and can protect our community, protect our children, protect our women when we get to that point. See, I hear what's happening. We're being fooled by people who, who don't know history. Name me a successful society that was headed, that lasted. That head was headed by women. 
When I wrote Game and Run to him, I have no respect for him. I'm just saying. No respect for who? The, our women, when they run to him? Well, here's what. We got to respect our women. Yes, we respect them. But I'm talking about real heads of heads of great societies. Go find me one anywhere in history. Anyone that was ran by women. It don't happen. It's not going to happen. And we will be tricked. Everyone will be tricked and thinking, oh, women is taking no, no. Women are not about to take over America. Don't ever, don't ever think that. Don't ever think it. Because, look here, power, status, is something you don't give up. And I believe it would be blown up before it's given up by those who head America. Only somebody that's going to take that white man's place would be another man. Hello. All right. Thank you. for uh, How much time we got, Jason? We got about a minute left, but yeah. before you go, someone did ask me to repeat the uh, SBA.gov job, temp job again. Go right here. So you go to SBA.gov, and from that website, you can find disaster response jobs, and that's for the temp jobs, Deborah. Hopefully that helps. Okay. We thank all of you for calling, all of you for listening, all of you for being a part of the program. Tomorrow morning, 930, Marion Barnett Sr. Uh, catch me on Facebook. Catch us. We are having... Service tomorrow morning, 9.30. See you tomorrow. All of us have our ups and downs. You better think about it or you won't be around. What we need is a little bit of love. Send by one from heaven up above. Take a picture, it's simple and plain. This ain't no game, you know what I'm saying? What?